What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of For Never News. The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. This is for my day ones, gotta be clear. Still moving on, baby, but I wish you was here. Still moving on, baby, but I gotta get there. And before we continue, if you would hit that subscribe button and that bell, I'd greatly appreciate it. Also, check out my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. If you haven't heard it before, got songs like Day Ones, got songs like Mistakes, and many more, please check it out. It's on all streaming platforms. Let's get into the episode. And first story on the docket, Berserk. Berserk, Berserk, Berserk. Now, in case you don't know, and I feel like I've said this multiple times now, well, many, many a times, but Berserk for the last few years, or since it's been returned, has been written by other people other than the original author who passed away in 2021, the late, great Kentaro. Miura, but before his passing he kind of it seemed as though the writing was on the walls him because leading up until that point he started building his studio gaga and a lot of the people and ultimately he laid forth the groundwork for what was to come of his work so uh, kentaro miura kind of already set the seedling so to speak for what was to come of his legacy so to speak but again the manga since his return has technically not been written by miura despite the fact that he did extensively give direction and overall tell the ending of berserk to these people that are working on the berserk manga right now and we got a lot of insight and info into berserk it's ending and all sorts of stuff as we continue on with this story so let's jump right in berserk writer discusses creating the series finale many manga fans believed that the berserk manga would not continue without the watchful eye of creator Kentaro Miura working on Guts' tale. Luckily, following Miura's passing, his dear friends Koji Mori and the artists at Studio Gaga are looking to end the series with the notes and discussions from the legendary mangaka. In a new interview, the new writer on the series discusses working on Berserk and the difficulties in attempting to bring it to an end. The current Berserk writer discussed receiving the news of Miura's passing and the ultimate decision to continue the story of Guts. I was worried. In fact, I myself was so stunned after the news of his death that I didn't even get around to reading my own manga. Even though I hadn't been working for several months, I knew that I had to publish the idea for Berserk somewhere in the form of a novel or a book. At the time, I hadn't considered the option of resuming serialization of the manga at all. However, Miura's disciples at Studio Gaga, who had been serialized in the series, said, I'll draw the manuscript of the last episode to the end, so I want you to see it. I thought it would be impossible, but in fact, the 364th chapter published in Young Animal number 18, September 2021, was so complete that it was hard to tell which part was Miura's work and which part was the work of his disciples. Desperate power sometimes miraculously improves people. We were asked if we could continue the series and for the first time i had the feeling we might be able to bring it to completion while mori wouldn't commit as to how many more chapters berserk has in its manga tank the current writer did hint at the fact that he knows how much story is left for the band of the hawk i can't say for sure yet but i already have an idea of how many years and how many books it will take to complete the project even so when i try to draw it there are still parts where the story doesn't make sense there everyone speculates and discusses things while solidifying the original work Mori then discusses how he will never be a replacement for his deceased friend Kentaro Miura. That's really how it feels. However, even though it is deciphering it, it is extremely difficult. Sometimes people complain about me on Twitter. Anyway, Mori wants to do whatever he wants with Berserk, so he's adding 
to it later, right? Absolutely not possible. With my abilities, I would never be able to create or draw Berserk. Then there's more. New Berserk Rider talks adapting Kentaro Miura's final notes. The new Berserk Rider then takes the opportunity to hint at how the series will come to an end, hoping for Margaritas to get excited when it comes to the continuing story of Guts and what remains of the Band of the Hawk. Please look forward to it. The plot up to the final episode is really amazing. You'll be surprised. There are still many difficult questions to solve, and there are areas where Miura has not yet made up his mind. I'm struggling every day to figure out whether it's better to include it or not, connecting it with the episodes I'm currently working on. And I myself have not read Berserk since Miura's passing. I've seen some art. I'm not going to lie. The art looks pretty damn good. At the end of the day, Miura was training them to draw in his art style. So I think we're in probably some of the best hands we could possibly have, all things considered, that, yeah, we don't have Kentaro Miura, but we have his people that were right by him and learned from him and know where Berserk is supposed to end and how it's supposed to go. So, yeah, I guess a little bit more insight into Berserk. And I'm going to guess that we'll be here for a little bit because I remember even in a previous interview, uh, Homie was talking about like it could take up to 10 years or it might take as little as 10 years, something along the lines of that. So we'll be here for a while with Berserk. It's definitely not ending. I don't think anytime soon could be wrong about that but yeah i'm looking forward to when it is over i am going to read the entirety of everything that i've been missing out on and see what studio gaga brought to the table moving forward we got a ton of dragon ball super and dragon ball related news in general for starters when will dragon ball Dama premiere dragon ball Dama is coming our way later this fall and a new report has seemingly closed in on its premiere date dragon ball is celebrating the 40th anniversary of akira toriyama's original manga series first hitting the pages of shueisha's weekly shonen jump magazine with a brand new anime project with material not seen in the previous manga or anime releases. Dragon Ball Daima features a brand new story from Toriyama himself and fans have been eager to see what kind of new anime experience was on deck ever since it was first announced to be in the works. Dragon Ball Daima previously announced it was coming sometime later this fall and according to the now removed reported comments, Toei Animation Latin America's licensing director Daniel Castaneda, the new anime will be premiering sometime in October. This falls in line with the rest of the fall 2024 anime schedule which usually premieres a new wave of anime in October and running through December. But now it seems like Dragon Ball fans will get to see the new anime then too. It's very important to take this potential release window with a healthy grain of salt as it has yet to be confirmed or denied but it's an interesting listing considering how little we still know about the new series overall. There will be more Dragon Ball information on Dragon Ball Dema during the upcoming Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour January 27th through the 28th and hopefully that information brings us one step closer to finding out its concrete release. I'm going to guess October of uh, 2024. If it's full most anime start around October. Maybe it'll be late September, but no later than early October it'll be out. Uh, then we also have Dragon Ball author Kira Toriyama designs a logo for Kiyosu City. In Kiyosu City Prefecture, or Aichi Prefecture, it's celebrating the 20th anniversary as a city in 2025. And manga author and Aichi Prefecture native Akira Toriyama, creator of Dragon Ball Sandland, is aiding the celebrations by designing an adorable logo. The logo will be used to promote other municipal projects celebrating Kiyosu City's 20th anniversary. And right here, you can see the logo. It looks like traditional Japanese, nothing extravagant but it's cool to get Toriyama doing it also I, I like to note that it's interesting and obviously it's just the writer of this article and whatnot but the way that they positioned Toriyama they're starting to slowly but surely let the westerners know at the very least that yo Toriyama has made other stuff besides Dragon Ball <laughs> like I'm reading this article and when they point out he's the creator of Dragon Ball 
and Sandland. It's as if like with stuff like Sandland and the modern age in general where with social media, uh, if you get enough of a buzz, you can make anything sound like it's larger than life. And considering Sandland was like a one volume deal that he made a long time ago that now has a movie and a video game and stuff like that. It's making it go from Akira Toriyama, you know, he made Dragon Ball, like you don't really know anything else. Yeah, he made that one gag series nobody ever really watched in the West called Dr. Slump, but he made Dragon Ball to now Dragon Ball Sandland. They get another one of his older one-shots, like, I think it was Kintoki, make that, boom, now he's the creator of Dragon Ball Sandland and Kintoki. They're learning how to expand from the viewpoint of people looking at Toriyama as a one-hit wonder, so to speak, like, you know, he only had one hit, and so now he has multiple hits, and the same can be done with many of the other authors that, like, you know, look at Taite Kubo, for example, he actually did do this, not even that they could do this, like, he's went from just a bleach guy to oh he he made that burn the witch thing it's kind of connected loosely to bleach but he made burn the witch and bleach you could keep doing the same thing with other creatives if they'd like i don't think oda creative one piece would ever want to do that maybe kishimoto might want to he tried with samurai 8 but it was too early for that either way i say all that to say that it's interesting to see that toriyama is being recognized for some of his other works outside of just dragon ball uh, and then it says here, in 2024, Dragon Ball will return to the small screen thanks to an age-bending tale in Dragon Ball Dama. Thanks to a mysterious conspiracy involving an even more mysterious villain, Goku and the other Z fighters have been transformed into children. While the upcoming Shonen event, Dragon Ball Games Battle Hour 2024, will focus on the anime characters' video games, it is set to also have a special event focusing on their anime comeback. Luckily, fans all over the world will be able to witness this panel live as a live stream has been announced. When Dragon Ball Dama's first trailer arrived at last year's New York Comic Con, anime fans were reminded of Dragon Ball GT when it came to its premise. The series was created by Toriyama himself, and unlike Dragon Ball GT, the new anime will see the Z Fighters turned into kids, taking place after the defeat of Kid Buu and before the start of Dragon Ball Super. And also regarding the Dragon Ball Battle Hour, the upcoming event takes place this Sunday, January 28th, and it's described as such. Dragon Ball executive producer Akio Ioku, I think that's the guy that he created the Capsule Corporation in real life. It's like a, a separate branch of Dragon Ball creatives will make a guest appearance at the Dragon Ball special panel. Mr. Yoku will share behind the scenes tidbits about the making of Dragon Ball Dama anime which is scheduled for release in fall 2024 as well as other exclusive info. New artwork by Akira Toriyama himself will be displayed so don't miss it. And yeah sounds like they're really gearing up and revving up for Dragon Ball Dama to come in and be a big deal. Toriyama is continuing to spread his legacy of greatness and yeah expect more Dragon Ball epicness moving forward into this year. Now next story I wanted to save it a little bit so we at least had some type of you know fun talks before we get to a little bit more of a serious note. In case you don't know about five years ago now almost five years ago there was a massive uh situation that happened in Japan where Kyoto Animation Studio was burned down by an arsonist that felt that his work was being plagiarized and he went as far as again you know just doing some horrible acts which resulted in a lot of casualties he himself was hurt from the situation and after many years all these years of me reporting on you know what's going to happen what they're doing his sentence was postponed they haven't announced what his sentences uh they actually announced what's happening to the guy and yeah uh, let's read the article so you guys can see what i'm talking about kyoto court sentences man to death in kyoto animation arson 
case. The Kyoto District Court handed down a guilty verdict on Thursday to Shinji Aoba, the suspect of the arson murder case that killed 36 people and wounded 32 others at Kyoto Animation, sentencing him to death. The prosecutors for the case announced their intent to seek the death penalty for Aoba in December 2023, while the defense's main argument focused on a reduced sentence or acquittal, arguing that Aoba was not in a sound mental state during the attacks. Thursday's trial focused on hearing arguments on this matter, but the judge deemed Aoba criminally liable. The Kyoto District Court started the main trial for the arson murder case in September last year, with pre-trial proceedings starting in May 2023. The court had 32 total hearings. And yeah, I'll be honest with you, uh, I hope that this gives the, you know, survivors and, uh, you know, the families of the victims of this whole catastrophe some type of peace. You know, finally putting this thing behind them for better or worse. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of pain going on in this situation, but maybe it could give them some closure after all these years. And in general, uh, it's crazy. You know, I've been following this from the moment that it broke out uh, till now. So to finally see a verdict in the situation, it's uh, it feels like, OK, you know, th this situation is finally being put to, I guess, completion, so to speak. And I don't want to downplay it by any means. You know, lives were lost and it was a terrible situation. But, yeah, it's good to finally have this uh, put behind the victims and the survivors and all that because yeah it was a really bad situation and rest in peace to everybody that was lost in the kyoto animation fire moving forward we have some updates in the world of naruto slash boruto gaming naruto x boruto ultimate ninja storm connections game adds dlc character hagoromo otsutsuki bandai namco entertainment america revealed on monday that the naruto x boruto ultimate ninja storm connections game will add hagoromo otsutsuki as a dlc character in dlc pack one on january 25th the full pack contains playable character hagoromo secret combination technique hagoromo x indra x ashra matching voice times 12 ninja info card image times 5 the game will also add custom matchmaking in a free update on january 24th okay so free match okay it's already out now i'll say this because i actually already bought the hagoromo dlc i was like all right i'm gonna you know me and my homies we're gonna be playing that soon excited about it all that jazz so let me get in on it and let me purchase the dlc and i'm not a big gamer so maybe this is standard or, or you know nothing abnormal but i was like it was almost like seven bucks for this hagoromo dlc and i was like really for one character I remember when, like, you could get DLC for, like, $1.99 and get a pack of characters or something. So, well, I guess technically this is, like, a newer character with his own jutsus and stuff like that. But I still found it to be a little bit outrageous for the price for this DLC. Also, the matchmaking thing that they're putting in in January 24th for that is already implemented. I heard it's kind of buggy. And even more so, why is that a feature that they're adding in that should have been easily in the beginning of this game's inception? Like, as soon as this game came out... On shelves, on stands, on sale, that should have been a part of it. That was really... They made so many horrible mistakes with this game. This could have literally been the revitalization of Naruto Gaming, period. And every single step of the way with this game, they have dropped the ball from marketing starting off like making it seem like this is just a collection game it's a collection of all the storms and then later on like oh no no no, no there's new stuff and then uh the dlc that they showed in one of the trailers of like oh yeah it's coming with ashra and indra you can play as ashra and indra like if that was a big selling point like whoever is in charge of the naruto 
department not even just the gaming like we had those four episodes that were supposed to come out of naruto's childhood that literally uh, a few days before they were supposed to premiere got indefinitely shelved and we don't know what's going to happen with those the people that are in charge of the naruto marketing need to be replaced and high key Call it what you want. I need to be brought in. Okay. <laughs> I got the ideas for you fam. Whoever it may be down there in Japan. And Namco Bandai as well for the gaming department. Y'all need a massive overhaul. And to clean house. And bring in some fresh ideas. And fresh concepts for marketing. Because it has been abysmal bro. What, are, what is this dog? Like bringing in one Hagoromo character. And uh feature that should have been in the game already like the damage has already been done throughout the whole thing the damage has been done i don't i don't know bro like i remember when cyber connect 2 would drop a new naruto game whether it was storm 2 storm 3 connections revolution storm 4 road to boruto each and every time the people in charge of the marketing the people in charge of it as a whole they had their finger on the pulse of naruto fandom naruto and boruto fandom i feel like somewhere along the way probably even with the inception of shinobi strikers they completely lost the the plot they completely lost it either they lost those people that knew what was going on they're just not as involved and active anymore to understand what's going on and forgive me that this is a rant in the middle of forever news but i just got to be honest with you the people in charge of marketing naruto products naruto everything are horrible they just don't know what they're doing. Shinobi Strikers should not have been the flagship Naruto title from 2018 until doubling back to Storm for Storm Connections, which is a, was a half-baked game to begin with. What the hell is going on? Shelving these four episodes of Naruto OG at the last second. That would have been great marketing for Storm Connections. What are they doing with those? What is going on here, fam? What What is what is going on? I, I, I don't know. I could literally, and it's not me using hyperbole when i say this but they have just been atrocious dog from every little piece i can mention of you know the boruto manga them keeping people in suspense on whether or not kishimoto was the one writing it never officially crediting him as a writer of the boruto manga every step of the way since the naruto manga and not since naruto manga ended because there was still a few good years after naruto manga ended the anime was still kind of kicking with shippuden we had a couple of good movies the storm road to boruto was pretty cool but somewhere along the way they lost it and they need to figure it out because this is outside of dragon ball and as recent with one piece exploding outside of japan naruto is that dude like there is naruto is a conglomerate and it's a conglomerate that they just are like i don't know i i, I don't understand any of these moves even with the boruto manga like i accept what they're doing with the boruto manga of kind of making naruto and sasuke no longer rele relevant because it's Boruto and Naruto story but it's come on son come on what, what what are we doing here like I feel like that aspect of it is that they're trying to hold out so eventually when Naruto and Sasuke do return it's a very big deal but as a whole like I said from the anime to the manga you know the Minato one shot that came out why didn't they put out another one shot or two of some other stuff and collect it in a volume maybe that's future plans it's just all over chaotic and especially with the storm games the storm franchise dropping one hagoromo dlc with a patch that should have been there from day one is not making people run back to this game me and my homies we're gonna play it because me and my homies we've been we've been wanting to get some games in on this we was looking forward to this game so we're gonna play it 
everybody ain't feeling the same. A lot of people feel like this was a wasted opportunity and this could have been the big return of Naruto Gaming. But I think even more so, and I'll end it with this, is that until Naruto as a whole returns back to a sort of feeling of what it once was, everything is going to continue to remain this way. And what I mean by that is until they wrap up this Boruto story, as much as I'm loving this Boruto story, I feel like I always got to clarify that because people feel like, you want Boruto to end, you're a hater, oh, grandma. <laughs> like, no, it's not about me having a disdain or a dislike towards Boruto because I love the Boruto manga. In fact, Boruto manga right now with the two blue vortex is some of the most interesting stuff of the entirety of the story. It's really freaking awesome. I'm really enjoying it. It's great. The problem is, is that as a whole the foundation of this was built on naruto and until we have a full-blown naruto ride again whether it be you know boruto comes to an end and they decide let's not do manga let's do a brand new naruto anime similar to what they're doing with dragon ball with dragon ball Dama, or something along the lines of naruto being the helm of the source of the entertainment we're gonna be stuck in this weird limbo of they don't know if they want to promote naruto or boruto at some given point you better believe and i'm gonna call it as much as i love boruto again they're going to cut out the Boruto stuff once Boruto is done and they go back to Naruto. It'll be back to just Naruto. They're using Boruto because the manga is going on right now and they're kind of committed to it. I bet a trillion percent they regret that very first page or the very first couple of pages where they showed future Kawaki and future Boruto because they kind of solidified and locked themselves into the situation that until Boruto concludes its story this is what we're in store for where half-assed Naruto games because they can't really justify putting the full force because Boruto isn't as liked and isn't as popular so they don't see any IOR with it to really go the extra mile of putting all the bells and whistles because it's not Naruto so when Naruto returns and Naruto has a new anime or a new manga and Naruto is really the spotlight and not Boruto we will probably have everything worked out but for now it's like because it's technically a Boruto ran franchise at the moment they're they're just throwing whatever here's Hagoromo and one patch and go away like Huh? This is supposed to be Storm Connections, you know, the, the amalgamation of every Cyber Connect 2, I hope y'all cooking, and I hope y'all figure some shit out, because yeah, it's getting cray-cray out here, mate. Moving forward in other gaming-related news, a game that I actually have been very much so invested in and been having an absolute blast playing... Power World, Power World, Power World, Power World. If you haven't heard about Power World, essentially one of the biggest things that has been driving it is the fact that it is very reminiscent of Pokemon. If you've seen any little trailers of some of the characters that you gotta capture or whatnot, the pals, they look kinda like Pokemon. And absolutely design-wise, sure, they do look like that. But if you played Power World, then you would know that it kinda plays in its own way it kind of feels like a mixture of like monster hunter i get like monster hunter vibes yeah the characters kind of look like pokemon some of them or whatnot but it, it it's just freaking incredible I'm, I'm having so so much fun with it and power world well for starters it has like i think it sold 8 million copies in steam in less than six days that that's freaking phenomenal like what you know something that people are calling a pokemon ripoff i don't know i'm i'm, I'm loving power world too much to let the slander go by but the Pokemon company released a statement regarding possible IP infringement involving new game because there's been talks that the Pokemon company have been after this Power World thing like, yo, 
they're claiming basically like, yo, you're ripping us off. The Pokemon company actually seemingly, from what I've been hearing, have been looking at going after them, but they can't because they've been told that they don't have a case. Because at the end of the day, despite it being reminiscent of Pokemon, it's still its own thing. Uh, It says here, the Pokemon company released a statement on Thursday regarding a possible intellectual property infringement by a game company stating that it intends to investigate and take appropriate measures regarding the issue. The Pokemon company's full statement says, inquiries regarding other companies' games. We have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024. We have not granted any permission for the use of Pokemon intellectual property or assets in that game. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to the pokemon we will continue to cherish and nurture each and every pokemon and its world and work to bring the world together through pokemon in the future the pokemon company statement did not mention any game or company but it is allegedly pointing to game developer pocket pairs pal world online multiplayer game the game launched on pc via steam on january 19th and has already sold 8 million copies as of thursday and i'll be honest with you from what i've been told they've been told multiple times that they don't really have a case that they can't take this on which again i find to be astonishing because you would think that like if you looked at power world some of the characters like yo those kind of look like you know i look like an eevee what's going on here but regardless of what i'm gonna stand on that i hope this situation gets resolved without power world going down okay because like pokemon company in 25 30 years however long y'all been around y'all never delivered a game like power world to me and i'm having a blast with power world i just i don't know i'm a few hours in and it's so much fun and uh yeah we'll see what happens with this situation but i just hope whatever comes from it isn't that power world has to shut down or something it's like no don't take my damn power world you no but we shall see moving forward studio bones takes on webtoon with new original series it's been a minute since we've heard like of webtoon making major moves i feel like the webtoons experiment didn't necessarily go according to plan i remember it was about like around the time of the pandemic maybe a little bit before that where crunchyroll was announcing all these partnerships that they had with uh, webtoon and all these anime that were making with them the god of high school the tower of god uh, there was a couple of other ones that they had in the works, but after a lot of those didn't really hit, the Tower of God people said were rushing things, got a high school, people said literally was just fighting and no plot because of them rushing things. There was like one or two others that they tackled, and since then, I think we have what, solo leveling now? Which, is solo leveling webtoons or manhwa? I forget, or is it both? But either way, uh, webtoons really hasn't been in the news as of the last, I'd say, year and some change after those anime didn't really do what probably they had hoped and expected those anime to do considering they had very popular manhwa or webtoon counterparts but seems as though webtoons is back up here because it says here it seems webtoons are getting bigger by the day from major publishers to indie artists the world of webcomics has it all now i wouldn't go that far also their monetary gain for people that are trying to make a buck off their you know works eh, just gotta throw that in there now a new report from Japan has confirmed a popular Studio Bones title is getting its own webtoon. Metallic Rogue is ready to expand its reach and its line manga entry will debut shortly. The update comes from Line itself as the company is teaming up with Studio Bones. The anime studio is helping create a full color webtoon that adapts Metallic Rogue. The series will debut on March 7th and it will come packed with talent. Tokyo Meika is overseeing the webtoon alongside Tsurushima Chita and Walmar. If you're not familiar with Metallic Rogue, you should know the anime is an original title under Studio Bones. The sci-fi series debuts early this month and Metallic Rogue marks a major milestone for Studio Bones. After all, the series was ordered to celebrate the studio's 25th anniversary and it brought in 
Motonobu Hori to direct. As for its story, Metallic Roads tells the story of Rhodes Red Star and Naomi Orthman. The anime is set in a world where humans coexist with artificial beings such as androids. Metallic Road follows its mismatched leads as they take up a dangerous mission to Mars. The girls have been tasked with killing nine rebel androids called the Immortal Nine. And as you can imagine, the mission goes south before long. Currently, Metallic Rogue is streaming on Crunchyroll. I've never even heard of it, or if I have, it completely escaped me to check it out. If you want to check out his current episodes. Honestly, it sounds like this is going to be a big budgeted webtoon, which is interesting. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it's just the equivalent of like if Studio Mappa decided, you know what, we got this original original com uh, this original story that we're doing an anime on we're going to make a, a comic of it and studio mop is going to lend their hand like it probably is going to look really really good if studio bones is a part of making this full color webtoon adapting it and it's part of their ip so it'll probably be good if you like metallic rogue or if you're into that genre i'd probably recommend checking it out if studio bones is actually you know involved in creating this thing because they're not gonna let you know product come out half-assed studio bones they do very good work you know my hero academia always looks pretty freaking awesome so it's probably going to look pretty good so if that synopsis of again in a world where humans coexist with androids called neons a group known as the immortal nine rises up against society tasked with disposing of the revolters and neon named rogue red star aka metal rogue and investigator naomi orthman head to mars to to track them down but first rogue wants some chocolate yeah i don't know <laughs> check it out if you like it probably is will be a good looking one at the very least i don't know about story wise moving forward one of manga's most prestigious awards has posted its 2024 nominees the manga world is growing at a steady clip with more newcomers looking to become the next big thing. While there are quite a few awards that are granted to parts of the medium, the Manga Taisho Awards takes the opportunity to focus on some of the lesser-known properties in the ever-expanding manga world. Set to take place this April, the Manga Taisho Awards have released a list of nominees for its top stories that are aiming to bring home the prestigious award. If you're unfamiliar with the Manga Taisho Awards, they were first established in 2008 and have taken the opportunity to shine a spotlight on some of the lesser-known series in the medium. While many of the manga aren't household names to start, winning the award can give a franchise a serious leg up in getting new manga readers. In the past, the Manga Taisho Awards have given awards to franchises that have become big players in the anime game, including the likes of Soso no Frieren, aka Frieren Beyond Journey's End, Golden Kamui, B-Stars and Chihaya Furu, which I've heard of all of them and I've watched three out of four of them. I almost watched Chihaya Furu, but I've watched season one of B-Stars. No, I watched two seasons of B-Stars. I watched both seasons of B-Stars. Second season was eh. Uh, <laughs> there's my little review of B-Stars. Second season was eh. Ta-da! No. <laughs> uh, Golden Kamui, I watched first season. That was pretty cool. And Beyond Journey's End, I'm still going to keep up with that one. I'm a little bit behind now. I'm probably like a handful of episodes, but I liked what I watched. It was it was really chill. Uh, with this recent list of nominees, it will be interesting to see if Manga Taisho is able to once again gain a boost of popularity to the winner of said award this year. And the nominees for the Taisho Awards, which again, this could be something big for any of these. Uh, Akane Banashi, written by Yuki Suenaga and illustrated by Takamasa Moe. That already has steam in Japan, so you add a little bit of a win right here. That'll be big. Ona no Sono no Hoshi. I probably heard of that one. And that's by Yama Wayama. Uh, Gekiko Kamen by Takayuki Yamaguchi. Draw This Then Die by Minoru Totoda. 
Goodbye, Eddie by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Oh, that right there. That right there. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep reading, but that's the winner right there automatically. That was just like, wow. Wow, the emotion that it, it, oh my god. But let's just keep reading real quick. Super no ura de Yani su futari, or by Jinushi. You and I are polar opposites by Kocha Agasawa. Takopi's original sin by Tizen 5. I've actually heard that that's really good as well. So maybe that could be up there. A Witch's Life in Mongo by Tomato Soup. Nippon Sangoku by Ika Matsuki and The Summer Hikaru Died by Mokumokuren. I'll say that one probably would be the third out of the out of this whole list. The three that I've been familiar with, or four I've been familiar with: Akane Banashi, Goodbye Eddie, Takopi's Original Sin, The Summer Hikaru Died. I'd imagine Goodbye Eddie. That one really just that shit made me cry. That shit made me think about life. That shit made me think about my life. The people I love, like all sorts of stuff. So my vote would be Goodbye Eddie. But I could also see Takopi's Original Sin winning because Tizen 5 is really, really dope with the plot twist and the pen in general. The Summer Hikaru Died is selling very well. I haven't checked that one out, but I've heard good things. And Akanebanashi has been getting a lot of acclaim and selling pretty well as well. But my vote is Goodbye Eddie. Tatsuki Fujimoto really... He made a grown man cry. We'll see. Next up, we got a little bit of updates on Roroni Kenshin. I believe this is in regards to the upcoming Roroni Kenshin or the new Roroni Kenshin anime and its upcoming season. It says here, Roroni Kenshin Kyoto Disturbance announced. Roroni Kenshin isn't the only manslayer on the anime block. And in 2024, the former Batosai is going to be reminded of that fact. While the second season for the rebooted anime was already confirmed, the Kyoto Disturbance has already released a new trailer to give fans a closer look at the arrival of Shishio. If you don't know about Makoto Shishio, you don't know everything there is to know about epic villains and anime. Go watch the, what is it, the Kyoto arc of Roni Kenshin with Makoto Shisho. Oh my god, and they're remaking it with updated art and animation. Not that the original was bad by any means. The original was incredible, but wow. The original Kyoto arc in the Action Pack series is considered by many fans to be the best storyline of the series. And the reboot will have a lot to live up to when it takes on the story this year. 110%. Like, that is one of the best stories in shonen anime period and shonen period like it's a freaking amazing story between Batosai you know Kenshin reflecting on his past and who he's trying to be now while fighting this freaking nut job Makoto Shisho with the band oh my god you got to see it for yourself I didn't do it any justice for my little half-ass explanation Roni Kenshin the Kyoto arc is just wow uh, the initial Kyoto arc saw Kenshin gathering his allies and, and heading to the locale to take down his fellow Batosai. Unlike Kenshin, Shishio suffered severe burns thanks to his deadly career and thus is clad in bandages. But despite this fact, is still a deadly opponent facing the anime protagonist. Unfortunately for Kenshin and his friends, Shishio has plenty of allies of his own. Brought to life by Liden Films, the second season of the reboot has yet to reveal a release date, but fans can expect to land this year. While Netflix has found success in creating live-action adaptations of the likes of One Piece and Yu Yu Hakusho, Roni Kenshin might be the king in this department. Yeah, to this day, Roni Kenshin still has the best live-actions, period. Releasing five films in Japan that will find their way to the global market. I've only seen two or three, and the two or three that I saw are great. The anime movies are touted by fans of how these adaptations can be done right. Yeah, 110%. The times are starting to flow once again. Get ready for Roni Kenshin Kyoto Disturbance. Production confirmed coming 2024. And yeah, if you love Roni Kenshin, 
this probably be worth a, a check out, see what it looks like in, you know, modern art and animation. If you just love a good story of some crazy shit, you know, back in the day, I would argue Roni Kenshin was one of the big three of its era. I know people say there's only one big three. I get that. But for all intents and purposes, like the most popular of its time, Dragon Ball, Yu Yu Hakusho, I would throw Roni Kenshin right there as those three of their time. Roni Kenshin it had an incredible story. So yeah, maybe you want to check it out because that is the, in my opinion, the best arc of the Roni Kenshin anime. Obviously, they never adapted the final arc of the story into the anime. It ended like on a filler season. But yeah, you may want to check that one out. Moving forward, Shonen Jump is ready to bring one of its best titles stateside. Shonen Jump has earned its name as manga's global champion. For decades, the magazine has housed some of the best Shonen series to ever go live. From Yu Yu Hakusho to Dragon Ball and My Hero Academia, the title has done it all. These days, Shonen Jump is doing its best to find manga's next big series, and now one of its best series is heading stateside. The treat comes courtesy of Shonen Jump's website in America. Manga Plus debuted several years ago in a bid to revolutionize how manga is read stateside. With hundreds of series in tow, Manga Plus is a go-to reading tool and is adding No Name by Rafal Jockey. If you have not heard of No Name, don't be surprised. The series debuted last year after Jockey, who helped pen Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Ooh, I heard that was good. I saw like the first couple episodes. It was it was decent. Began writing scripts. With help from artist Machine Gamu, the manga won a prestigious honor from Shonen Jump that promised it serialization. The Nordic action series became a hit, and No Name is now coming to Manga Plus. If you have not heard about No Name, its rise to fame is wild. The series began humbly under Jockey and Machine Gamu using Shonen Jump's creator platform. The series became very successful, which prompted Shueisha to pick up No Name in an official capacity. Yo, anything could happen, fam. Anything could happen. As for the series itself, No Name is set in Northern Europe in a world where a person's name gives them supernatural powers. The government dictates those names, but when a child goes missing, officials are unusually eager to track them down. No Name sends out its leads to find the missing kid, and some hard truths are revealed along the way. At last, Manga Plus is ready to bring, yo, this No Name thing sounds cut <laughs> type gas. I'm not going to lie. What am I checking it out? Uh... At last, Manga Plus is ready to bring No Name to fans, so cyberpunk lovers will definitely want to give the manga a shot. And who knows, if we're lucky, Jockey's hit series might get its own adaptation someday. I ain't gonna lie, I want to check that out. No Name, put that on the list. I'm reading it, alright? Moving forward, One Punch Man fans. One Punch Man World is ready for action with preload, server launch times, and more. We're just a few days away from the launch of One Punch Man World, which is bringing Saitama and company to PC and mobile devices on January 31st. And I would play it! If I wasn't playing Power World! Ahead of that, Crunchyroll Games and Perfect World, Tower of Fantasy revealed more details including preload and server launch times, PC specifications, and device requirements, and a new login system that offers up exclusive rewards for Crunchyroll subscribers. If you can't wait a moment longer to dive in at launch, note that preload for One Punch Man World begins for PC, iOS, and Android on January 31st, 2024 at 12am Pacific Time. Get things rolling and you'll be among the first to play when servers go live later that day in the US, Canada. Canada, UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Latin America, and the Nordics at 5 p.m. Pacific time. For those who have yet to sign up, pre-registration will remain open in all territories until the start of the preload window. As a bonus to anime fans, folks who have a Crunchyroll subscription can log into One Punch Man World with their Crunchyroll membership for special prizes and in-game rewards. And I'll be honest with you, hopefully it's a lot better than pretty much most of the One Punch Man games. Like, there was a mobile one that was high. It was decent. Uh, the console game was horrible. One of the worst console games that One Punch Man could have had. So hopefully this helps to, 
you know, clear up the name. A good gotcha game or a good mobile game can go a long ways. For me, despite Bleach not having a console game since 2011's, what was it, Soul Resurrection? Or as in Japan, it was called Soul Ignition. You know, Bleach Brave Souls held down the name. And for me, I've been like, yo, Bleach may not have a good console game or a console game at all, but Brave Souls is freaking phenomenal. So maybe that could be the same with this new One Punch Man mobile game. Seems as though they're putting a lot into it. Hopefully it could be something cool and people could have a good time with it. Moving forward, Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, fam? Netflix has hinted at further price increases for subscribers. As we invest in and improve Netflix, we'll occasionally ask our members to pay a little extra to reflect those improvements. Netflix, stop already. Stop, stop. You're going the wrong way. I mean, is it just me or is it solidified that we are not even far off? We're not that far off from cable TV returning via streaming platforms. Like, how much longer? What, another five or ten more years? Let's just say ten years to be solid, where it's going to be pretty pricey to get one of these streaming platforms if we are doing multiple price increases every single year and by 2030 it's going to probably be 70 80 maybe even 100 bucks to get netflix and maybe i'm highballing it maybe whoa no it's not gonna it might be somewhere that even if it's let's just say 50 bucks let's just say netflix makes its way in the next 10 years which i do think it'll be more than that but let's just say 50 bucks and let's just say all the streaming platform follow suit 50 bucks 50 around $50 to get a streaming platform a month. So you $50 for Netflix. Let's just say you really love you some Marvel. You love the, even though who's really that gung-ho about Marvel. Let's just say you like to have Marvel marathons of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, you want to watch, rewatch Endgame and all that stuff. 50 bucks, 100 bucks for Netflix and Disney Plus. Let's say you really love anime. I know you love anime and there's a lot of titles that you'll only ever see on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll will probably even still then, if everything else is 50 bucks, Crunchyroll will probably be like $35.99 or something. You know what I'm saying? But that's still, what, $136 for three streaming platforms? That's cable TV. <laughs> You're back at cable TV. Netflix, y'all are destroying it. You know, they're enforcing the ads now. We're getting to a point where here soon, you're not going to have a choice to not have ads because advertisement, of course, brings in loads of freaking revenue that otherwise wouldn't have been there. So pretty soon, even if you're paying the highest package, you know, you're paying, let's just say, what, what is Netflix's highest package right now? Like 20 something bucks, right? 25 bucks. Yeah, $50 over 10 years. No, we're going to be well over $50 in 10 years. But, you know, even at that point, they're going to start eventually implementing ads and all. And pretty soon, you won't be able to evade ads. Pretty soon, ads is going to be standard, which, again, brings us back to cable TV. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even if you have the choice, let's just say, like, because with cable TV, technically, you could only watch when they would put the episodes on. This one, you have still full access. I can watch what show I want, what movie I want, when I want. But now I got commercials in all of them. That's going to be the norm and it's going to be pricey and it's going to be pretty soon where a lot of these conglomerates won't be able to compete. You know, there's still uh, Max, HBO Max, now just known as Max. Uh, that's a pretty big one. They got a lot of really cool stuff. I watch all the time Curb Your Enthusiasm on there. So what, if I want these four streaming services, I'm looking at close to like 200 bucks, maybe even more depending on what. Come on, dog. Come on. Come on. Netflix. Netflix, you're taking us down a dark road, and what'll happen is just something else that, that is similar to streaming will come along. It'll shatter the illusion that they have with this thing where we'll be paying like $3.99 for whatever service comes out at that time, and then it'll be the end of this new age cable TV yet again that'll be in the form of 
apps and come on man this is ridiculous stop netflix stop moving forward we got a couple of pieces of jujutsu kaisen news jujutsu kaisen announces new sanrio collaboration what the hell is sanrio jujutsu kaisen has its fair share of levity but the series is one that is mired in darkness which makes its upcoming sanrio crossover all the more surprising the new crossover that was recently announced isn't the first time that the likes of yuji itadori nobara megami and gojo have teamed up with hello kitty and oh god really Really, what is it with Japan having Shonen Gump titles crossing over with Hello Kitty? They must be, like, they must belong to the same company or something. Because I remember there was, like, Hello Kitty crossovers and Naruto Storm. Like, you could get Sakura Hello Kitty DLC. What are we doing here? To get fans hyped for this wild crossover, new images have arrived. I see the most popular teacher at Jujutsu High with one of the most adorable Sanrio representatives. My God, I honestly don't even almost feel like reading the rest of this, like... Jujutsu Kaisen X Hello Kitty? No. That's right there. There's no way you're going to tell me anything other than that. That's a quick cash grab. What the hell? Like, that's right now. If I just started, I don't even know, recommending like different types of something that is just completely unrelated to anything you could possibly care about. And I'm just recommending these products. You're going to be like, what are you doing? What are you talking about, dog? We came here for this. And you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, so far out. Like, Hello Kitty? Hello Kitty, who is coming and watching Jujutsu Kaisen and thinking about Hello Kitty? And I know there's probably a, a section of female fans, but even then, like that, no. I don't want Gojo with Hello Kitty. I don't want Yuji with Hello Kitty. I don't want Sukuna with Hello Kitty. Jujutsu Kaisen director's Ninja Kamui anime releases official trailer. Shortly after confirming the February 10th premiere of Ninja Kamui over the weekend, Adult Swim released the trailer for Jujutsu Kaisen director Sung Woo Park's latest project on January 22nd. In addition to Sung Woo Park as director, the Ninja Kamui anime features character designs by Afro Samurai's Takashi Okazaki and animation production by E&H Production and Sola Entertainment. Adult Swim describes the anime as Ninja Kamui follows Joe Hegan who is a Nukanin, a former ninja who escaped his clan and is hiding from his violent past in rural America with his family. One night, he is ambushed by a team of assassins from his former organization who exact a bloody retribution on Joe and his family for betraying their ancient code. Rising from his seeming death, Joe will reemerge as his former self, Ninja Kamui, to avenge his family and friends. Kamui is a 21st century ninja, a shadowy anarchism who pits his ancient skills against high-tech weaponry with brutal finesse. He must face off against training assassins combat cyborgs and rival ninja to bring down the very clan that made him and i ain't gonna lie i think i seen the trailer of it and it actually looked pretty dope so shout outs to homie that did jujutsu kaisen he is putting in his foot and making sure that this uh ninja assassin anime is looking proper ninja kamui moving forward pretty cool little tidbit i wanted to share regarding black clover no it's not the anime returning no it's not anything happening with the manga but a really really expensive black clover statue is on the market and i figured i'd share because it looked really cool and well black clover really doesn't get much news nowadays so yeah it's an asta in his demon form statue and it looks freaking epic as hell but it's very very expensive black clover asta's epic 600 dollar statue 
redefines magic. Black Clover fans have been experiencing the story of Asta for years, but at present are waiting on word of the return of both the manga and anime. Despite not currently releasing new chapters and anime episodes, the Shonen series remain beloved in the anime community thanks to the wild magical powers and characters created by mangaka Yuki Tabata. Luckily, a new Asta statue from Prime One Studio is recreating the anime protagonist. Pre-orders are currently available for the wild new statue with a release window set from April 2025 to July 2025. Okay, yeah, we ain't pre-ordering nothing. That's way too long of a wait for me. Uh, as far as for, like, you know, a statue. The statue itself arrives with both a regular edition and an exclusive bonus edition, with the former retailing for a little under 600 USD and the latter retailing for a little under 7 Jeez Louise, here's how Prime One Studio describes the upcoming Asa statue. Our talented artisans take joy in bringing you this 20-inch tall recreation of Black Asta, a form that he later attains as he becomes strong in the series. Tapping into his full potential and pushing his anti-magic abilities to their limits, Asta now takes on a formidable form, granting him only increasing strength and speed, but also the ability to fly as portrayed by the single obsidian wing. As anti-magic courses through his body, part of his hair also turns black, as well as gaining a horn on the right side of his head. Okay, we, we, if you know Black Clover, you know this. The exclusive version adds a swappable head part featuring a shouting Asta as he channels his powers. And I ain't gonna lie, it's very pricey and it's a long wait. But if a company want to send one to me to review, I will take it. <laughs> and pause on that moving forward invincible season 2 part 2 premiere date confirmed finally that first part was so good invincible season 2 is finally coming back for new episodes later this year and prime video has finally revealed the premiere date for invincible season 2 part 2 invincible returned for season 2 late last fall and kicked off a brutal new arc for mark grayson and the rest of earth following everything that happened in season 1 as the season's first 4 episodes revealed it's going to be a long and tough road for mark that he really won't have time for thankfully it's not going to be much longer before we see the animated series return invincible fans have been waiting for more of season two since part one ended its run last year and now new episodes will be coming our way this march prime video announced that invincible season two part two will premiere its first episode episode five on march 14th much like the first half of the season invincible season two part two will be airing on a weekly basis so i'll wait till it's over the marathon well I don't know, maybe. I enjoyed the marathon that I did last time. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because the way season two, part one, and it was like, where do we go from here? What the hell are we doing? You know, it was freaking crazy. So I'm very much so excited. And yeah, there's the release date for Invincible. God, I love Invincible. It's so good. Uh, then here we got some JoJo's news. JoJo. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure reveals Lisa Lisa's official stand. Stands might have gotten their start in Stardust Crusaders, but there were two storylines that helped kick off JoJo's Bizarre Adventure's surreal story. Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency introduced the likes of Jonathan and Joseph Joestar respectfully, having the anime protagonists rely on the power of the Ripple rather than stands during their adventures. Now, thanks to a manga spinoff, one major character from Joseph's tale, Lisa Lisa, has gotten a stand of her own as the series details what the ripple aficionado can now do that's crazy yeah because stands wasn't invented until part three lisa lisa first premiered as the mentor of caesar one of joseph's biggest allies who found themselves dying while fighting against the vampiric forces of cars assisting joseph in learning how to harness the power of the ripple better the supporting character wouldn't return in any of the future arcs of the beloved franchise luckily jojo's bizarre adventure has become such a hit that spin-off series exploring the past lives of many ancillary characters have been arriving fast and furious outside of lisa lisa the spin-off manga and light novel tales have focused on the likes of iggy whole horse kishibe rohan and many others 
Lisa Lisa Stan first premiered in the light novel spinoff Ray Infinito. Here's how the franchise described Lisa Lisa's comrade in arms. A stand that Lisa Lisa awakens when she is around 97 years old. Oh my god. The House of Earth is a humanoid close range stand colored red like rubies. She fights for her fists and her stand rush is Yawa, 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 okay. The stand is the culmination of the ripple technique, generating intense solar wind with the force of a hurricane. The wind contains superconducting particles, allowing Lisa Lisa to infuse the wind with ripple overdrive. At present, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure has been taken the manga world by storm with its latest entry, the JoJo Lands. Unfortunately, it hasn't been any news when we'll see the story of the JoJo Land, the story of the Joe Stars return with an anime adaptation, though the next chapter will most likely be the story of Steel Ball run and I got last most bizarre thing well it's Joe's a bizarre venture perfectly fit for <laughs> Lisa Lisa getting a stand at 97 years old uh, yawa 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 like all right I'm here for it why not then we got a bunch of extra stories here for starters the first slam dunk film earns 130 million yen in one day revival screenings in Japan the first slam dunk the new anime film from Takahiko Inoue slam dunk basketball manga earned about $881,569 in its one day revival screening on Tuesday in Japan the film has now sold about 10.95 million tickets for 15.8 billion yen about US 107.4 Oh my god, over $100 million. The film's revival screenings were held at 107 theaters and 47 prefectures. The film also had IMAX and Dolby Cinema screenings. The film is the 13th highest earning film of all time in Japan, surpassing Hao Miyazaki's 2008 film Ponyo on the Cliff by the Sea, which sold 15.5 billion yen, about $105.8 million. The first slam dunk is also the seventh highest earning anime film in Japan. It is the highest earning film in Japan in 2023 and the third highest earning foreign film at the Chinese and South Korean box office in 2023 and it opened in Japan December 2022 and ranked number one in its opening weekend making roughly close to 10 million in its opening weekend and not a shocker I don't know this movie it's like fans been waiting for so many years please finally something new from slam dunk well there you go uh, then another story, One Piece anime Zoro voice actor Kazuya Nakai narrates anime of Eichiro Oda's Monsters manga. The official website for the Monsters 103 Mercies Dragon Damnation anime announced on Monday that Kazuya Nakai is narrating the anime and voicing the character Dragon. The surprise announcement comes on the anime's premiere date in Japan on the Netflix and Amazon Prime video services. Uh, that's kind of cool. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout outs to the homie. Uh, then we got here, news, Dragon Ball Dama special panel and Kagayama. Oh, shoot. Hironobu Kagayama, the, he's the singer of Chala He Chala. Chala He Chala. He, he, wow. Okay, he's going to be doing a live performance. I want to see that really, really badly. Yeah, wow. Okay, that's freaking awesome. Uh, and then also just a quick one. The voice actress of Luffy, Mayumi Tanaka, will appear in the TV drama Tigers with Wings as an actor. This is the second time in her career that she will appear in a drama as an actual actor and not just a voice actor. Kudos to her. She looks like she's having fun in it. Why not? But I think it's time we slow it down and hop to the weekly Shonen Jump author comments of the week. We got those in. So let's start off with Undead Unluck, Yoshifumi Tezuka. We've gotten to four years thanks to all of you. Thank you so much. I'll do my best once again this year. And I remember it felt like Undead Unluck was going to end 
probably like a year or two ago. So I'm shocked that it's still going. It felt like in 2022, it was from what everybody was telling me, it felt like it was going to end. The fact that it's still going and it got an anime and the anime looks great. The anime is great. That's awesome. Kill Blue, Tadatoshi Fujimaki. There was this Rock the Jump project and I totally missed the deadline. And I had a good idea too. Takamasa Moe Akinebanashi. I went to my parents' house for New Year's and my old room has been turned into my dad's workout and gaming man cave. That's what we do, fam. Once we're done with the kiddos, bro, we we got our man cave. Let's go. Uh, Hitsuji Gondaida, Mission Yozakura family. This year I got a tea advent calendar. The tea was easy to drink, so I loved it. Hiroda created One Piece. I can't believe they're making an anime out of a one shot I did while I was young called Monsters. I'm so spoiled. You are spoiled. <laughs> you get everything you want, Oda. You can walk butt naked into jump and be like, hey, look at me. And they will be like, ah, Oda sensei. <laughs> uh, we got Sakamoto Days creator Yuto Suzuki. Thoughts. And prayers to everyone suffering due to the disaster. I pray things that will return to normal as soon as possible. I'm imagining he's referring to the earthquakes that happened in Japan. Condolences. We got My Hero Academia, Kohei Horikoshi. He said, check out Let Go, the song by Hazem El Komi on YouTube. It's a pretty awesome record. I really love it. Okay, we'll, we'll check it out. Let let. Let's let's give it a go. Play play the song, Chris. It's by Hazamel Comey. Uh, I think it's Let Go, Let You Go. Let, let's see what, what what he's talking about. I've been loving you from afar. It's kind of hard trying to keep it close, but it's bittersweet, making me lose sleep, trying to make you see what you mean to me. Living in a fantasy. Living in a fantasy. That's my homie. Go check out his song. No, here's Kohei Horikoshi's real comment. My thoughts are with everyone who suffer from the disaster, I'll do anything I can. Again, condolences to everything that happened with the earthquake. Uh, Blue Box, Koji Miura. Thoughts and prayers to everyone hit by the Noto Peninsula earthquake. Hoping for a quick recovery. Gaga Kutami, Jujutsu Kaisen. Simple domain isn't neutralizing the curse itself, so thinning it out might have been the wrong word choice ever so complex world of jujutsu kaisen folks new as exorcist kota kawaii my heart goes out to everyone hit by the earthquake i'll do anything i can to help shadow eliminators kento amamiya to everyone hit by the disaster my thoughts and prayers uh witch watch kento shinohara thoughts and prayers uh green green greens kento terasaka my first fighting game and i got master rank with luke time to go meet some more even stronger guys uh, elusive samurai you say masui i double checked and i already forgot three scars in this week's chapter well they'll all be healed by next week uh miraboko that's still going interesting shuhei miyazaki i received the mando kobayashi manga taisho 2023 award i look like a weirdo accepting it so please check it out miraboko i feel like it, it should be as big as gintama was or maybe not as big as gintama but it should get more recognition because it's been trying to be the gintama of this generation it just hasn't worked out uh, I think maybe the lack of serious storytelling maybe is what holds it back. But again, I'm not all the way caught up. So who am I to say? Kagurabachi, Takeru Hokazono. I got some chutoro tuna and slices of taku and pickles and made a simple toro taku. But it was better than the real thing. Salute, Kagurabachi. Let's see how much long. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to win at this point. I, I hope Kagurabachi sticks around for the long haul. But we'll see. Cypher Academy, Nisio Eason. Thank you to everybody who participated in the Cypher Exam Project. I'm sending this issue is paid to the Noto Peninsula Earthquake Recovery Fund. I respect that. Uh, Tuan Ice Elk Itsumo. My thoughts are with everyone hit by the earthquake. Master or Marshal Master Asumi Kawada. Thoughts and prayers to everyone in the earthquake. 
And last but not least, Mama Yu Yu by Yoshihiko Hayashi. My favorite anime opening themes are from Re, Cutie Honey, and Musashiden 2. And Kill a Kill Second Season. Kill a Kill was awesome. And yeah, those are the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Let's wrap this bad boy up, though, with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joseph underscore K. We got 50 through 41. Let's see here. Okay, we're looking interesting. We're starting off with One Piece, volume 107 in 74 days, 1.5 million Copies 11.5 this week. We got so so no free Aaron occupying here 572,000 after 305 days. Jujutsu Kaisen volume 23 in 194 days 1.5 milli 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 milli. That's freaking fire. So so no free Aaron again. Oh my god, there's quite a few free Aaron volumes. So we got so so no free Aaron volume 8, volume 5, and volume 7 all selling about 11.7 to 11.8 thousand a piece we got dragon quest dino daiboken yusha avanto goku and no mo uh with 11.8 this week i think that's the spinoff about the you know his sensei dai sensei and and what is it pop i forgot i want to say it's pop uh so so no fair in volume 6 680k 11.9 this week jojo land still on the charts after 27 days part 9 volume 2 with 11.9 this week bringing his total to 214.9 almost 215k 30 years into the game araki already won homie araki already won but let's keep going places 40 through 31 chainsaw man in 42 days, 333,337 copies for Volume 16. Salute to Chainsaw Man. I just want to show love to it because I'm very excited for the Reze film. I ain't gonna lie. When my Reze swan, my Reze dono, my Reze coon. I'm here for it. Alright, I know I sounded like a little weeb there for a moment. I had to, I had to let it out. Shout out to Reze and shout out to Chainsaw Man. So, so, no fear. And again on the charts, Volume 11. 12.3 this week, almost 550k. What else we got here? Togen Anki looks straight up like Blue Lock. I'm gonna be honest with you. <laughs> no shade, no shade. I just got confused for a moment there. Uh, we got Tensai Shitara Slime. We got a, sli- a new slime spinoff. Volume 1 in 6 days, 15.5k. Why not? That's places through 31. Alright, 30 through 21. Don the Don, Volume 13 in 11 days, 63.4k. Yo, Don the Don has some of the best cover art. Oh my god, that shit looks so cool. Uh, what else? Blue Lock, Volume 27, 31 days, 17k this week, bringing us total 306k. Jujutsu Kaisen, Volume 24, 103 days, 1.3K, or 1.3 million, sorry. Uh, let's see here, okay, places 20 through 11, let's see here. I'm, I'm still shocked, what is this? Let's go to Family Restaurant, Volume 1, 124K in 18 days, who is buying it, why? It's, it feels like propaganda to make people think that this is popping. Is there is that another Slime series, Volume 1, another spinoff of Sun? In 6 days, 22K, alright. Sakamoto Days, in 11 days... Sakamoto Days in 11 days. 85.9K. Yeah, I can't wait for the Sakamoto anime, bro. Selling very well, too. Sakamoto, from what I read, was really dope. Uh, then we got another So So No Free Aaron volume, volume 12. In 28 days, 448K, almost 450. Uh, what is it with all these slime series? What's going on here? Then there's 
Tensai Shitara Slime Date Ken Ibun Makako Gurashi no Trinity Volume 9 in 6 days 29k? 20, uh, that's weird. But yeah, let's just jump to top 10. This has been a weird one. Top 10, top 10, top 10. Okay, 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 okay. Yomi no Sugai, limited edition. I like to see that. It's just the limited edition in three days, the 30.2k. Not bad, not bad, not bad. I like to see it. That's just the limited. We'll uh, add that. So 30.2, we'll add it to whatever the the full-on volume did. Okay, I'm not going to keep on reporting on all these slime series. Volume 7, 6 days, 30.9. I don't even know anymore. Uh, Tensai Shitara Slime Date Ken, volume 25. Is that the official slime series? What is all these slime series? 31K this week, 39 total. Blue X's volume 30 in 11 days, 109.2. All right. Okay, Yomi no Sugai, in three days, the regular edition did 48.6. So it did a total of 78.8 uh, copies, almost 80K in three days for the regular edition and the limited edition. Big wins. Shout outs to Hiromu Arakawa, aka the author of Fullmetal Alchemist and Yomi no Sugai. Uh, and also the other work that I think I didn't I thought it was over the Heroic Legend of Arslan Volume Twenty in six days eighty three k yeah I think Hiromu Arakawa does the art and somebody else does the story for that one if I'm not mistaken salute to Hiromu Arakawa getting that bag uh, then we got Jujutsu Kaisen Volume Twenty five on its second week Ave Maria yo no puedo creer todo esto año el Jujutsu okay let me stop two hundred and fifty point five Breaking 1 million in 11 days. Jeez Louise. And you think Jujutsu Kaisen is ending soon? Ha! 1,023,000. Crazy. But coming in at number one in six days, the latest volume of the, I guess this is the official slime series, Tensai Shitara Slime Dateken. 258.2K in six days. That's crazy, but the the biggest win right here, bar none, Jujutsu Gagakutami. Over a million. In 11 days. Only one piece is capable of doing that. Nothing else. Big, big. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> big wins. Big, 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 big wins. But yeah, people, that's all we have for this episode. I'm Tim, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule, anime and manga for life. Have an awesome day. You guys just watched another episode of... Make sure to subscribe, hit that bell, and check out my album, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt, out now. Peace. Action. Maybe you can see when I'm moving. Never can I lie to the beauty. Never can I have what I'm doing. Maybe our love is a movie. Maybe our love is a movie. Maybe our love is a movie. Never can I have what I'm doing. Maybe our love is a movie.